Hola everyone! Welcome to the Encourage to Try podcast. My name is Mia and I will be the one to lovingly encourage you to try and continue on the journey of trying. This podcast is for those who are trying whether at work, school, relationships, faith, fitness, business, basically figuring out life. So tune in to the podcast as we talk about these topics and encourage one another to try together. Also, if you are interested in the episode show notes, or if you just want to leave feedback, questions, suggested topics, the links are found in the episode description. So please do check it out. So welcome back again, Angel America, to the podcast. So this is our second podcast collaboration for this year. So I'm very much excited to talk about our topic for this episode, which is showing strength through vulnerabilities. I'm really glad to be back and talk about this topic, which is also very close to my heart because it's also very fresh. I think that's the, the conversation that we're going to be having today. Thanks for having me, Mia. Yeah, thank you for being here again. And at the same time, I look forward to hearing a lot of your fresh stories that you would be sharing with us. So without mm -hmm. further ado, let's dive into the first question, which is, what were those recent experiences you encountered lately? The past two months, actually, um, was really quite stressful. I can't sugarcoat it because it really um, was source of um, physical and emotional stress, not just for me, but also for our family. Because it started with um, finding out that the condition of our mother-in-law, our nanay, uh, has been deteriorating because she's uh, currently battling stage 4 breast cancer. So as we know, any sickness is kind of serious, but more so when you are battling such a sickness during a pandemic. So that's one. Coupled with the fact that um, her husband, our tatay, suddenly passed away as well because of um, covid then on top of that, attending to all of those logistics was continued responsibilities for my day job. As you know, I'm a teacher and also a lecturer in college. So I have two teaching jobs plus the business. So in order for us to be able to manage our time more efficiently without really burning out, I had to sacrifice certain commitments. So one of which would be Marikina Ajuma. So I had to put that on hold for a bit so that I could focus more on family duties. So I guess a struggle is more of apart from the physical stress it was also highly emotional because, of course, losing a family member is always, always difficult. So, yeah, that's basically my last two months. It was not easy, but here we are. I survived and I am grateful. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Angel. And at the same time, thank you for being vulnerable. So, going deeper to what you shared earlier, what were the actions did you take from those experiences that you mentioned? The cause of stress is not really so much just physical because the physical you can you can resolve by resting, by 
taking vitamins and all of these things. But I guess the, the, the biggest challenge was managing difficult emotions, largely because these were painful emotions. So the grief, the loss, being overwhelmed with all the different things that we needed to accomplish. So that because it's, it, it was a human being's life at stake. So in this case, um, Nana's condition, while we were still grieving for Tatai's passing. My guess, uh, you already mentioned the word earlier. It's inevitable that amidst feeling all of these things, I had to be vulnerable. Many people think that when you're vulnerable, it's a negative thing. But based on my experience and what happened after that, I felt that when I became more aware with me being vulnerable to myself and to other people, it became easier for me to handle my emotions because I knew that Number one, of course, I wasn't perfect. I'm just a human being. I get tired. I feel all of these stress. And it's never, never easy. It's a call for help. I, I really asked people to help me cope with it and just always convinced myself that these things happen. So even to the best of people, to the kindest of people, there are always going to be rough roads. So I, I practiced mindfulness, deep breathing, but more so, I guess, the most important one was really to become vulnerable so I can be able to process my emotions more effectively. Yeah, and to add with what you said, not a lot of people know this, but we actually work together in terms of your business, right, in Marikina Ajuma. So one of the things that you've contacted me about your situation was how can you help that you can support the hospital bills, right? So right, right. Uh, you actually came up with an idea of purchase for a cost, right? So in right, terms of right. that, I really admire how you were very vulnerable at that time, even when you are in the midst of that very challenging situation, you still message me, approach me, hey, can we collaborate on something so that we can you know, the hospital bill. So at that time, I really did admire your frankness, your openness, your, again, vulnerability, because that's our mm -hmm. topic for this episode. And I really did see the strength in that. So yeah. can you elaborate on all of the things that you were going through at that time? So uh, like like Mia said, like you said, friend, we have been working with Marikina Ajuma. So I really appreciate all the help that you've been giving in terms of rebranding the business, all the collaterals that we needed to publish. So it's very helpful, but more so when this opportunity came, because just a backtrack. Like I said, um, it's never easy to have sickness in the family. So it's not easy for the person who is sick. It's also very challenging for the people around because you have to continue on while feeling the difficult emotions. But you have to be strong. But at the same time, you feel all of these things. You have to be strong for your loved one. So that's exactly how we felt when Nanay was sick and Tatay passed away within the same week that Nanay was um, really having the most challenging days of her life. Okay, so in short, in, in Filipino, agaw buhay, right? So nowadays, when someone's sick, of course, um, the first struggle is to make sure that, uh, that he or she will get a hospital bed because of the full capacity of our hospitals right now due to the pandemic. So it was the first challenge. But after that, the second challenge was, okay, she will now get the help that she needs to get. But how will we be able to fund the medical bills? Because one day in the ICU is very, really very steep. 
she was in the ICU for, for one whole week, I think, or a little less, but it was a week. So the bills were piling, but we knew it was not a question whether or not she needed to be there. We knew she had to be and we don't mind paying for it, but um, it's, a, it's a reality. Where will we get the money? So we did have savings as a family. So thank God for emergency funds. So that's why I guess Loki just telling people also that it's very important to be able to save for the rainy days. These are the rainy days. So we had that. But also, we can't wipe it out because we had other expenses. So second would be, okay, will we be humble enough to admit to people that we need help? Because it's one thing, of course, we are not poor financially. Like we, we don't qualify as poor because we are blessed enough to be able to have some level of abundance. Okay, but like I said, um, when, when you have sickness in the family, it almost always wipes out the gains. We had to seek for help. We had to admit that, okay, we can't do this on our own. Can people help us? So of course, the first people to help were our family members or close friends. And then that was the time when I thought, hey, I had a business even though I it was on a, a mild break because I had to deal with all of these things. Could I possibly mobilize the business to be able to get additional funds? When there was Ulysses in Marikina and there were a lot of Marikinians who were affected, I was also able to mobilize the business and donate my earnings to charity to the essential groups who needed it in Marikina. So that's what I did. But this time it's more personal because it's my mother-in-law. So what we did, and, and I, I immediately talked to you about this, how could we communicate purchase for a cause? What will we do so that more people will be able to participate, be aware? So we worked on those collaterals. I, I did, um, you did the collaterals and then I, I did the live stream. And then over the course of one week, we accepted purchases from people. And the turnout was much, much better than I expected. I'd never realized that by opening up to people, even people who didn't know me, who I didn't know, a lot of people were willing to help. So that's, I guess, something that surprised me pleasantly because I was literally just trying to see what I can do as a family member, as a daughter-in-law, what could be my contribution because I was not with her physically. Because, because my mother-in-law is um, based in the South. So through this specific action, which is purchase for a cause, it was a call for help. It was an act of vulnerability, asking people to help because you can't do it alone. So I guess that was a very heartwarming experience. And our family is really, really grateful for everyone who really um, spent not just um, their money, but prayed for us gave us words of encouragement or their prayers. We're really very grateful. So that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. And at the same time, in addition to what you said, I remember you shared to me that the concept of purchase for a cause is that people still can buy from you, but you will allot those funds for you to yeah. be able to sustain your mother-in-law who is in the ICU at that time. And yes, correct. with you being able to communicate that to your loyal base or your customers or even in Facebook, you also posted that in your personal Facebook account. People told you that even when I'm going to give you this amount, just give me just half of this amount yeah. so that the other amount will be able to go to that hospital fund. So yeah, I mean, just to elaborate on what you've also shared with me. Uh, when I when I heard about the turnout, it was great. And considering it was last minute, right? It was last minute. Yeah, yeah. Me and then Correct. we collaborated on the 
collaterals, it was just, I think, one day or two days on how we were able to conceptualize and all that. It was a good turnout. And it just simply shows how people are willing to help for as long as you just seek, you know, help from people. There is good in humanity still. No matter how heartbreaking certain news pieces would be about certain people who are very greedy, who are without conscience, as you would think. But there yeah, are people... The pandemic, right? There's a, yeah, still a pandemic. It's a pandemic. People are still willing to help, right? Correct. And, and I have several people even apologizing, like, sorry if I could only purchase 500 pesos worth because I'm the breadwinner. And, and my point is, you don't even have to apologize because as it is, you gave me 500 pesos of something that could have gone to your family. But you gave it to me knowing that it will help. And that's, I'm just, like, I have been overwhelmingly grateful every morning when I pray. I would always have a gratitude prayer, but it was always, for the past few days, just gratitude for the people that has that have been sent to me to, to be an instrument of, of kindness, of yeah. generosity. Because those are things, you cannot force that out of people. Mm, yeah. Right? You just, you, you can say your piece and then people will decide if yeah. they will help or not. But in this case, we didn't force them, obviously. I, we, we posted, I, I did the live stream, and then I, I left it to chance. People, will people help? If they, way, they will, then go. an opportunity for other people to help you, right? Yeah, but, but, then if, but, but it was clear to me, if they, did, if they didn't A, want or they couldn't because they were tied up with other things, I would understand because like you said, it was a pandemic. It's hard to demand from people, especially we've been seeing so many families experiencing illnesses in the family. A lot of family, a lot of families losing loved ones. So I, I respect that. I understand if they can't help. That's why I said even just a prayer would be so much more appreciated. Or, or even if you share this initiative through your own Facebook. And so many people did that. And I, I did tell you this, that um, the live stream, I think, had more than 1,000 views at the time and a lot of people shared it and a lot of people bought and yeah basically the, the this is money that they could have used for something else but they used it to help because they knew that it would go somewhere and like you said i had people saying na okay 2000 pesos worth of goods 2000 just for you you don't have to give me anything we we just want to help your mother-in-law and we we are praying that she's going to be okay so if i wasn't vulnerable if i kept being proud and like okay oh, and we can do this on our own we could have probably pulled it through even if we didn't ask for help but then it would have been much harder probably longer probably more painful. But in this case, by sharing your burden with others through vulnerability, you realize that so many people are willing to share that burden. And that's where so much gratitude comes in because it was really unexpected. So there, it was such a wonderful experience. And I shared that with you because you also helped me. You're yeah. one of those people. Yeah, and thank you for, for sharing that, Angel. And at the same time, you were also helping me. Because through your vulnerability, I learned a lot from you, even when I'm, I wasn't in that exact position. I really did the best that I can do in order for me to help you in any way. And through your vulnerability, I admire how you were, you know, you were opening up at that time. Even when we're, we're already close friends, it's in, in a way, it 
develop more of our work relationship and at the same time our friendship right. with one another because at least I was able to gain a lot of insight from where you were coming from, right? Right. right. Yeah. And so, you can only get that if if per other person is willing to open up. Yeah. Agreed. Because if if the person doesn't want, you can't like I said, you can't force it out of people. Yeah. And at the same time, in terms of not forcing it, the connection that you have with people, being able to develop that type of intimacy of a relationship with people, just like what you've shared earlier with one of your friends who wanted to donate the 500 pesos of their money and at the mm -hmm. same time he or she shared to you that i'm so sorry he even he or she even apologized right that's and true he or she also shared to you that they're the breadwinner of their family it, that yeah. takes vulnerability in in their part mm -hmm. at the same time with that at least you were able to develop that relationship with that person that in the future you can trust this person they didn't have to tell me that yeah. Because they helped already. But mm. like you said, it also takes that level of vulnerability to help, but also say where, where you're coming from. It's not a perfect um, scenario for me, but here I am. I, I, I want to give you what I can. And mm. that, that even makes this experience much sweeter, for the lack of a better term. It's much sweeter because you realize that, oh, I was prioritized by this person. Mm. It takes our my breath away to realize now. Wow, talagang sobrang bait people. Yeah, yeah. I'm grateful. Uh -oh. Yeah, and at the same time, it added appreciation, right? True. And it's not just okay. I I gave money and then that's it. It it's more yeah. of you having a real relationship with someone, having that connection with someone, and appreciating them. You described it as something that is worthwhile of an experience. Yeah, because it also. I'm sure it lifted even just some of the burden yes, on definitely. your part when someone becomes more vulnerable or in a way reciprocated your vulnerability with them, right? True. What were your takeaways from that experience? I think you noticed this as my friend also, that I am a very I'm a very upfront person. What you see is what you get. I mean, I can't really pretend. Even if I'm trying to be proper. You'd, you'd read through me. You're very like, authentic uh, I, and genuine. That's what I appreciate yeah, about you. Yes. So I can't fake that. So I guess on one hand, sometimes I wish I were less transparent, <laughs> but I'm not. Like, you know that. But I guess that's the beauty of it. That um, when you're when you're authentic, or you try to be at least, you try to be authentic to yourself and you try to show this to people, people will either take it or leave it. And the people who will take it the ones who will reciprocate, you will be rewarded because these are also authentic people who will reward your authenticity. So I guess in, in this case, what, what I'm trying to say is that um, in the case of the struggle, like I said, um, it would have been one other option if I, if I were, okay, let's just keep this under wraps. Um, let's not ask for people's help. It would have been like we could have hidden it and just struggled on our own. But for me it was so difficult to bear on my own. Initially, was I weak because I was feeling all of these emotions. But the first step, which I think is important of vulnerability, is the fact that I was honest to myself. I was honest that it was difficult and I couldn't do it on my own. So that's the first step. I was honest, I couldn't do it on my own, and therefore, I needed help. Okay, so that's first. Then secondly, if I needed help, 
what kind of help did I need? So when I was able to clear my emotions because I was I was just feeling through it, okay, I was honest with it. I I was able to process it better and think of a solution. I was with you in that experience. Okay, what are the possible solutions? One other solution would be to do the Marikina Ajuma. But also, if we do that solution, we will have to be upfront with people that we need help. So I said, okay, because I already admitted to myself that I needed help, then this will be the time for me to ask for help through Marikina Ajuma. So I asked for help. And I guess through that experience, the most important takeaway was that if you just tell people what you need, there will be people who will be willing to respond, which is already something that we said before. So you have to ask for help. You have to tell people. You have to communicate it before people will be able to reciprocate because they can't read your mind, right? You can't just expect. And I think, sadly, many people are victim to this, that you expect the world to just always understand you and what you need. Okay, But unfortunately, the world is not like that because people have their own concerns. Like, again, my friend who is the breadwinner, if I didn't say that I needed help, then where would be the opportunity for, for them to help us? So I needed to be honest. I needed to tell them. And then they reciprocated. But also, through this experience, and I don't think I was able to share this with you when we spoke, that also, you can take it against people if they don't help. Okay, Because, again, um, when, you're, when you have this struggle, sometimes you feel that, oh, the world owes me. And people have to help. People have to understand me. And if they don't, they're bad people. But what I realized here is that when I lost Tatay and Nane was struggling, these are these were people who who I wasn't friends with. There were still people who were not considerate of my situation, believe it or not. So I guess I won't I won't expound because it's not someone worth talking about. But that's when I realized that at the end of the day, you can't force people to go beyond themselves. If they're self-absorbed and they're just thinking of their own situation then so be it because you can't force people to feel things. You can't sometimes move people, but you can move some people and that's good enough. So many people were too busy fighting their own battles to notice yours and you have to be okay with that because if you let that affect you and you make that a big issue that, oh, I was being vulnerable but you didn't, you didn't respond or you weren't kind to me, of course it hurts. But is it worth taking a lot of notice and attention when, in fact, there were so many things to be grateful for and so many things to celebrate? Number one, the people who helped. Number two, that our family is still afloat after everything. And lastly, which is the most important, Nana was able to survive her battle in the ICU. And one important fact is among all the people who were in the ICU with her, only she survived. So that's the power of prayer and of all the all the manifestation that people were trying to give her. So that's a lot of things to celebrate. Even if there are people who are not considered enough or who did not care, it doesn't matter anymore. Because what matters is you were vulnerable and the people who mattered reciprocated. One of the things that I also realized by you being more vulnerable or by you being vulnerable, you were able to help other people as well, right? right? You not only give the opportunity for other people to help you, but you were also opened yourself up for you to be able to also be a blessing to other people. That's right? true. For, 
like you with your uh, mother-in-law, right? You were oh. able to help her through the help of other people because you became vulnerable in front of other people, right? Correct. And I'd like to also add to to my experience in terms of vulnerability. And when I was very much immature and lacking self-awareness, when, when I was younger, I really didn't see the value of vulnerability because I grew up in a culture where strength is admired and respected. And vulnerability, on the other hand, is considered weak, yeah. right? So growing up with that mindset, I really put on a facade. Like, I don't want to be seen as weak. I don't want to be seen as someone who is not worthy of any attention or any love or care because I was weak. So that really gave me a lot of fear. That gave me a lot of anxiety that I wasn't very much aware at that time. And as time passed on, I became more self-aware. And through my lowest season of depression, anxiety, and fear, that is when I started attending church. One of the things that I discovered in church is that we have this so-called small groups or Bible study groups. Since church is a huge or is large, you really can't develop relationships in that right. situation or in that setting. But since the church has that in mind, they develop small groups, right? So this is just a handful of people that meets every week and, you know, share, right? And in terms of sharing, one of the things or two things that are very much practiced in small groups are one, accountability, and two is honesty. And whenever you share those, you have to be vulnerable. You have to share all of the good and especially the bad. One of the things that, that I've realized was I was holding on to this facade of strength for so long that I neglected my mental health, my emotional health mm -hmm. of, no, I have to suppress all of these feelings or these struggles because it's not accepted by society. Mm -hmm. And after realizing that, after being in this small group for quite some time, being able to share our life journey together. And you, by being able to share that journey with people, you have to be open. You have to right. be vulnerable to them. So in that situation of small group, I was able to really learn how to be vulnerable in a healthy way. Because before, right. I used to think, okay, I have to be vulnerable because I'm a Christian. I have to be yeah. able to say what is honest because I'm a Christian. And I didn't realize that I have to be selective of all the people mm -hmm. that I... I accompany myself with, it's not because I want to be selfish, but rather because I want to protect myself in a way that from those people, like you mentioned earlier, there were people who helped you yeah. with the purest of their hearts and some people just simply didn't, right? Okay. Because yeah, true. You, you might not know what they're struggling with, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you cannot please all people. You cannot be everything to everyone. I realize that when I became vulnerable, I learned mm -hmm. to heal from the, the wounds that I that I went through. With that vulnerability, I was able to learn a lot of things. It's not mm -hmm. only me, but being able to be vulnerable and sharing all of those ugly parts of my past, ugly parts of me, I also realized that I became also a blessing to other people. By sharing those stories, I didn't realize that, oh, you were also struggling the things yeah. that I was struggling with. I didn't know that. And I wouldn't be able to know that if I didn't become vulnerable first. I liked what you said about 
vulnerability and healing because I want to affirm that when you are of this generation, we grew up thinking that to cry, to feel negative emotions is a sign of weakness. And more so to say it out loud. I would always, as much as I love my mother, if she listens to this, she just recently learned how to deal with the sensitivity. But I was a hypersensitive child as well. I felt a lot of emotions. And I was just simply built that way. But whenever I would cry, I would feel things. I would always get the comment, you're always very sensitive and stop crying. Because you felt, they would always feel that all of these other emotions are not needed. With more and more advocates of authentic healing comes also these people saying that vulnerability is not a bad thing. So these are actually, even even if, if we ask psychologists, therapists, it's super duper important to be vulnerable so that you can start the healing journey. And this is parallel to what you already said, that if you did not become vulnerable to the right people, because like what you said, there were varying levels of vulnerability depending on who you're talking to. And of course, the trust level, that, that cannot be dictated. But the fact is, you're true to yourself, you're vulnerable, especially to the right people. That's when the healing starts. Because that's the only time that you're able to share not just the good, but the bad to the people who can help you. But then... Even if other people are not able to help you, you don't take that personally. Because um, just like what you said, you cannot be ev- everything to everyone. You're not everyone's cup of tea. And no matter how hard you try, some people simply just won't take you, even at your facade. It's, it's just a fact of life. It's not your fault. So best thing to do, and I'm not prescribing, but it's just that we had the same experience. Choose who to be vulnerable to. But that recognize that vulnerability will be important in your healing process, especially to the people who have to really shed years of experiencing trauma. Or even if it's not trauma, emotional stress. We have to be vulnerable. So it's, it's a reality. Lack of vulnerability is insecurity. It's, it's yeah. the exact opposite of strength. When you're able to be vulnerable to the right people, like you said, you're able to also heal and heal from those wounds that are unaddressed so, from the years of suppression, from the years of not being able to talk about it and at the same time reflect on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I loved what you said early on in our podcast episode of vulnerability has to start with you. How would you be able to practice that to someone else if you don't practice that yourself right so you really have to understand how am i able to be vulnerable to myself it's through accepting all of the flaws like you mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. by acknowledging that you have weaknesses that you are not good in these certain parts or that you're struggling in these certain parts that other people do not struggle with and that is okay because mm-hmm. everyone is built differently. Everyone has different, mm-hmm. again, as I mentioned multiple times in the podcast, everyone has different skills, has different talents, and think differently. Not everyone will be able to see the way you see things. Right. Not everyone will be able to reflect on things, on how you reflect. Uh, I also have a mentor whom I call mm-hmm. bi-monthly, and in that call, I share with her all of the struggles that I've been struggling Mm -hmm. with the past days that we weren't able to talk. So 
in terms of that call, it requires, again, accountability. It requires honesty. And all the more, it requires vulnerability. Because through me sharing all of the things that I was struggling, all of the things that I had difficulty with, yes, it's good to also share the good things, but more so the bad things. I, I was also been able to understand that in success, you wouldn't be able to learn new things. Mm-hmm. It's good to feel success. It's good to succeed in certain things. But in the failures, in the struggles, you are able to learn a lot of things, especially about yourself. With me being able to continuously share and be vulnerable to that Bible study, I realized that I had this fear of abandonment. I had Mm -hmm. this fear of judgment or rejection. That's why I was really suppressing a lot of things, not wanting to be vulnerable because why would you want to expose yourself to someone for you to be criticized, for you to be ridiculed? Mm -hmm. In my mind, I was really processing it. Oh, I didn't realize I was struggling with that. So how can I heal from that? How can I improve in that aspect? That is just one of the effects of me being vulnerable. And in my calls with my mentor, every time I share with her something that I struggle with or something that I found difficult, she gives me Mm -hmm. feedback. She gives me constructive criticism. In order for me to learn and grow and to heal, I have to first acknowledge what am I weak at? What am I struggling with? What do I find difficult? You being vulnerable doesn't mean that you are after for attention, right? You are actually after for improvement. You want to improve so that you wouldn't want to fester all of that toxic traits, being able to treat other people as how you treated yourself. So not just simply helping you for your sake, but rather you do not also give those negativity, those challenging situations that you were in to other people as well. So I guess um, it's important on one hand, so we, we started talking about vulnerability in terms of my mission to ask for help, right? But it's good that you link the idea of vulnerability to growth because how will you learn more if you do not recognize that you lack the knowledge and skills? To be able to grow. And that acknowledgement, that realization requires vulnerability. If you already think that you know everything, okay, and therefore not vulnerable, then you will just be content in that box where you are. Okay, so I'm 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 good. I'm 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 smart. I am I'm all this. If new information becomes available, I will probably reject it because I don't need it. Okay, but when you are genuine to yourself, when you realize that. I may not know everything, and it's a fact. I probably don't know everything, especially when you're starting out in a new endeavor, a new hobby, a new job. Most of the time in life, if we want to learn, we have to grow. We will have to be vulnerable to the idea that we need to approach people who may know more than we do because we need their help. And that requires, again, vulnerability. So in short, what I'm trying to say is, without vulnerability, we don't grow, we we don't become better versions of ourselves if we already believe that we don't need it, okay? And that's the first step for you to stunt growth. You don't believe that you need help, okay? But for you to need help, you need to be vulnerable. So to end, 
what encouraging word or sentence would you want to share to those who are listening to the podcast right now? There is strength in vulnerability. Experiences in the past, uh, traditional society, will always tell us that to be independent is to be strong. So there's no, de- there's, there's no denying that. But being vulnerable is not being weak. But simply, it's being honest to oneself that we have limits. But the good thing is, there will always be people willing to lend a hand to make us better versions of ourselves. Thank you, Mia, for having me once again. I'm, I'm always, always grateful that you have this platform to encourage people to try. I know that it's not an accident that you chose the name of this podcast because even in trying, you have to be vulnerable, Yeah. right? I- because you have to admit that Again, you don't know something, so therefore you have to try. And the first try might not be the best, and you will keep trying. And that kind of failure will need vulnerability. And it takes time. So two things, apart from what you said, it takes time. But apart from time, it takes intention. You have to be intentional with your action that I will be vulnerable, not just for the reckless reason of take me as I am. Like, no, no, <laughs> like, so, sorry, with, with some people. Vulnerability. Right? Yeah, like, like, just, okay, accept me. If you don't accept me, then you're not my friends. No, it's not about that. It's about who am I as an authentic person. So I will show it to the people that who I believe deserve to see it. Okay, and that's not everyone. But take it one step at a time. Because every day, the world will reveal something about yourself through your experiences. So take that and then use it to be able to be more true to yourself, more true to the world, to the people around you, to become more vulnerable. And with that, you become stronger. So thank you, Mia, for having me. And I look forward to bonding with you soon, more vulnerably outside. Okay, thank you, Angel. And at the same time, thank you everyone for joining and listening to the podcast. And I hope to see you again on the next episode. Bye! Thank you everyone for your time on listening to this podcast. I hope you gained a lot of insight from it. And if you find this podcast helpful, please do share it with your loved ones or to those you think that needs to hear this. I would appreciate it so much if you leave a review via voice message to anchor.fm slash encouraged to try with Mia or you can send me a DM through the podcast Instagram account at encouraged to try with Mia. See you on the next episode. Bye!